You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to Heart to Heart Chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, I am so excited about today's Walk It Out podcast. We're talking about kids and faith and strengthening our kids' faith. Now, as a mom of 10 kids with four out of the house, all those four who love Jesus and are living lives for him, I know how important that is. I'm so excited about the author I'm going to be interviewing, and this resource. So let me tell you a little bit about Jesse. So Jesse Floria has worked for Focus on the Family for nearly 20 years. For more than 15, he's been an editor at Focus on the Family Clubhouse, and he served as a general editor for the Defend Your Faith Bible, and he's the co-author of Case for Christ for Kids and the Case for Christ for Kids 90-Day Devotion. Today, we're going to be talking about a new devotional, 100 devotions called Defend Your Faith. So, Jesse, I am so glad that you're here with me today. Well, Trisha, it's great to be talking with you. I'm a a big fan and know you well from uh, the times you've been on the Focus on the Family broadcast. So uh, this is great. Yeah, it's great connecting, and I love all that you've been doing at Clubhouse. We were just listening for homes during homeschool during the Adventures and Odyssey, so we are huge fans <laughs> here. Um, but I know when I go around and speak, I speak at a lot of well, I did before this year. I'm going to get back to it. Speaking a lot of homeschool conferences, parenting conferences, and I want to go right to the beginning. I think so many parents, maybe they didn't grow up in the faith. Maybe they are, you know, they grew up knowing the Bible stories, but you say the word apologetics and defending your faith and they get so scared. And then they're thinking about, okay, how am I going to train my kids? So let's just start from the beginning on what is apologetics? That's a great place to start. Yeah. Apologetics. It's, it's such a big word, right? And it's, and it's a confusing sounding word because it sounds like you almost have to apologize for what you believe. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that I think Jesus is the only <laughs> way to God, but that's not the case at all. Really, apologetics is is the, the, uh, the building of, of a case for Christ and really sort of mm. understanding uh, what you believe and why you believe and being able to give a defense for your faith. And, uh, you know, I think so much of the, the Defend Your Faith Bible and the Defend Your Faith devotional is kind of based on that sort of verse from First Peter uh, 3.15, where it says to, you know, be ready to any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that's in you. Right. Yeah. As Christians, we have this hope, even through these difficult times, right, where you can't be out speaking at homeschool Conferences, because there aren't any conferences, people aren't getting together and, and life is so different, but we still have this hope in Christ that sometimes is just to people who don't know the Lord just looks crazy. Like, how can you be still happy and hopeful during all this uncertainty? But but we have that certainty of of faith in Christ. You know, we, we know where our future, we know where we're going in the future. We, we know that Christ has got this. We know that he loves us and we know that he's a good God. So, um, 
so yeah, really apologetics is just sort of just understanding those, you know, those what's and why's of the faith and, and just being ready to talk about what, what Jesus means to you. Yeah. And what I love about the Bible and this devotional is that parents that maybe don't even have a background or like me, I grew up, my, my mom became a Christian when I was in second grade. And I remember going to Sunday school and I could tell you all the Bible stories, but I couldn't tell you if David lived before Abraham or before Jesus. Like I had no idea where they fit in the Bible. And so I remember once I started having kids just being like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And how am I going to teach them? And I feel like as a homeschooling mom, I learned as I was teaching my kids. And I think like this devotional, parents don't have to be afraid. Like, I don't know what to say. Instead, you've already done the work for them. Them, um, and really just laying out so much. So tell us a little bit about the devotions and what your heart was behind them. Yeah, the devotional book kind of uh, started after having a discussion with um, the folks at Lifeway after the Bible came out. And again, when we did the Bible, which started about three years ago and took two years to put together, it was probably the, the hardest and longest project that I've ever worked on and also you know one of the most serious because it's the bible it's god right (laughs) this has to be correct you know and all the research and and unfortunately they have just wonderful biblical scholars there who go through every single word to make sure that it's correct and and we kind of talked through what we wanted the bible to be and how we wanted it to be different and so we came up with these different sections um for kids to sort of learn about apologetics and those sections Mm -hmm. are digging into the word, doing that biblical archaeology. And and this is the stuff that I love and we like to feature in Clubhouse magazine at Focus on the Family as well. It's just sort of like, you know, for hundreds of years or thousands of years, people felt the Bible wasn't true because they couldn't find any evidence for, let's say, Pontius Pilate, right? And then 50 years ago, they dig up a ring, a signet ring, and there's Pontius Pilate's name right on it. You know, I mean, and that's the thing, like every story in the Bible is true. It's history. And Sometimes there's not evidence for it, but eventually somebody over in the Holy Lands digs it up and finds it. And that's what digging into the word is all about. And uh, Defenders of the Faith, that's another section. And again, every section that we did, the bonus features in the Bible is reflected in the devotional book. Each devotion is based around one of these sections, whether it's Defenders of the Faith, where we talk about biblical Defenders of the Faith or historic uh people who stood up for God and made a difference, or modern day, those are the ones I love, just modern day kids, kids who are standing up for their faith and making a difference for Christ. So we took all the different sections, the uh, the seven sections, and, and turned those into devotions with brand new material uh, for this brand new book that just came out. And I love that it's very uh, storytelling. So like one of the very first devotions about um, Annie who lives in South Korea and they get balloons and they send Bibles over to North Korea and it's about sharing God's word. And, you know, some of the balloons go higher than airplanes. And that's the kind of stuff that kids can see, they can visualize, they can understand. And then, you know, the Defend Your Faith section talks about the Bible changes lives and how has it changed your lives and how can you share your faith? So it is so applicable to kids today that they could say, okay, this makes sense to me. And now I could start thinking about how I could share my faith or why I believe what I do. And I know, you know, as a parent, I've had um, three of my, actually four of my older kids have gone 
some one has gone to a Christian school, but the other three have gone to secular colleges. And like, I'm biting my nails as I'm sending them off thinking, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? And are they going to be able to stand up for their faith? And I, it's so amazing that those moments and those conversations that I had with them growing up ends up being the building blocks. So when they do go off, they are impacting people for good instead of being influenced by society and what others believe. That's so well said. And, and it's true. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause, cause my kids are now, um, almost 28 and 26 and, and it's the same thing. Like, you know, you take them to Awana and you memorize the Bible verses with them and, and you talk about, uh, different aspects of the faith and how, you know, it really is truth, but, but there's going to come that point as mm-hmm. you point out where they're going to have doubts. And especially if they go to, you know, like you said, a, a secular university and they're going to have teachers who are just like, oh, that's all that stuff you believe is fairy tales and myths. You know, there's there's no evidence. And they can go, no, uh, I know from these discussions with, you know, my, my parents and I know from these books that I've read and devotionals in the Bible, there is evidence. In fact, there's there's more evidence on the side of, of Jesus is real and he rose from the dead and he came to earth. Then there is, uh, you know, it actually takes more faith I think not to believe in God, like more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in creation. Right. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, and the more kids learn about it uh, again, there's a section that the science in the Bible, you know, the Bible isn't a, a science textbook by any means, but because God created such an orderly universe and, and the Bible talks about that and shows it in, in different verses. And, and that's just reflected in science. You know, the more we, we discover about science, the more we see, wow, this really, there has to be this intelligent creator, designer of everything who put this together to make it work so orderly and perfectly from the start. And uh, and the more we can have those discussions with our kids, the more equipped they're going to be when they leave the house. Because ultimately, it has to be a decision to make on their own and a faith that they own uh, themselves. And, and again, these are just tools, but it takes you know active parents in their lives to mm-hmm. really drive this home. Yeah, that is so good. It made me think of when I first went to um, a creation conference after my husband and I were first married and I had grown up. My mom, again, was a new Christian when I was little. And then, um, you know, I went to church, but it wasn't at home at all. And after my husband and I were married, we had one child. I went to a creation conference and suddenly it was like, oh, wait, the science and the Bible, they do make sense together. And I just felt this like freedom, like I can believe this with all my heart. And it just changed everything in my life. So I love like I was in my 20s, I you know, kids don't have to wait till their 20s. They can start building that faith and that that hope and that truth in their life that they can have that strength to carry them on. And I would love to hear just about you. And when did you as maybe a child or a teenager, when did you really grasp this truth and really believe it for yourself? Yeah, it, you know, doing a book like this really made me think about that. And hearing your story, it kind of reflects my story as well. So growing up, um, my family didn't go to church. And uh, my mom actually didn't uh, start going to, to church and becoming a, a believer in Christ until I was a teenager after um, she divorced my dad and, and was looking for you know a new foundation and a new start to her life. She started going to church and in the beginning, it was uh, I would just watch my little brother at home, and she would go off to church by herself. But then um, it was just she ended up finding just a great Bible believing, just Jesus teaching church, and so she came to the Lord and and wanted us to to come with her. So we started attending church, and I was probably maybe thirteen at the time with, with really no church background whatsoever, and um, 
one of the first church services, I still remember this, uh, Carmen, if you remember the Christian singer. Oh my goodness. I went to Carmen concerts. Oh yeah, we were in the front, those little screaming 13-year-olds, I think, out there. Exactly. So, So Carmen came and he played at our church and I was like, wait, this is Christianity? This guy is cool and he's talking about exciting stuff and God conquering Satan and all this, you know, it was, it was just exciting. And, and so I started, you know, reading more and getting involved with uh, groups, uh, you know, the youth group. And then actually my mother uh, on, a, on a family vacation was just me, my little brother and my mom uh, down in the south uh, western part of Colorado. We were talking about spiritual things. She asked if we wanted to come to, if we wanted to accept Jesus. And she pulled the car off to the side of the road next to a river and she prayed with my brother and I to accept Christ uh, when I was 14. She still sends me a spiritual birthday card. Uh, at the end of July, uh, July 28th, every year I get a spiritual birthday card. And, um so, oh, that's awesome. So it was like that point. So then, you know, and she gave me a book, uh, very sure I made the decision called More Than a Carpenter. Uh, Josh, mm. got just a great book on apologetics and, and uh, understanding your faith. And uh, she also gave me a, a book of sports testimonials. It was football players who were Christians and just the difference that Christ had made in their life. And, and I loved sports uh, growing up and and again, I think that's a big part of apologetics too, is just, you know, not only just understanding, you know, the facts, the history, the science, the biblical archaeology, all of the, 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 the quote arguments for the faith, but also just being able to share your testimony because that's just a huge, I mean, God changes lives. The Bible changes lives. And, and, and that's what happened. Just reading those two books and just having my face cemented and getting involved with a, a student venture group and, and, you know, again, digging into the word for myself and then going to a Christian college. I went to Wheaton College where I uh, minored in Bible, took a lot of Bible classes. And again, just really learned more about my faith. And, and during that time, uh, I was attending uh, Willow Creek uh, with the woman who would become my wife, we met in college, and and Lee Strobel was teaching um, what would become the case for Christ. So this is before it was written. This was when he was doing the sermons, um, and I was like, "Wow, look at all this evidence!" And I loved the way that Lee Strobel thought because again, he was a journalist, and I was studying right. journalism, and it just it all just matched up so well. And and that that's really when I say I would say that uh, apologetics and and uh, wanting to learn more about the faith really became cemented. It was probably when I was in college. That is so cool. And then look where God has taken you, that this is such a part of your life, such a passion that you're able to equip families and equip kids. I just love how God kind of takes those things full circle, like from, you know, you as this young teen with your mom, I mean, sharing her brand new faith and going to church and everything's new to now you're helping parents who are in that same situation. And I think this gives us so much hope because I think like my mom and your mom, like we don't have to have all the answers. We just have to like take the next step or buy the next book or start, you know, (laughs) sit down and do the, read the next devotion. And I think so many times we get so overwhelmed thinking like, oh my goodness, I don't know everything. And you don't, have to know everything like your kids can see how God is changing your life and your kids can see that you're trying and you know we've adopted seven kids and some of them were teenagers and we adopted them and you know during our homeschool I'd sit down and start Bible study and like really we're really gonna do this I'm like yeah and there was months and months when it seemed like they were not paying attention and they didn't really care what I had to say but I faithfully we did it every morning and pretty soon they started asking questions and wanting to know more and you know my husband would be up with them till midnight because they'd say well what about this and what about this but it started with maybe kids that 
don't seem like they're interested or people that don't seem like they want to pay attention or, you know, kids would rather be watching cartoons or playing video games. But if we're faithful, those seeds will take root. Right. And it's not, it's really not up to us as parents. Obviously it's it's the Holy spirit that takes those words. I mean, we need to be involved of course, in speaking those words. And I just love, this is something that I learned really early on at, you know, focusing the family and, and doing Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior Magazine is, you know, there's no, there's nothing in the Bible that says God will bless Jesse's words, right? There's mm-hmm. there's no clever phrase or thing I can write that will really impact people. But what it does say is that God's word will not come back void. So the more that we can get our kids involved in the Bible and reading it for themselves and, and digging into the word for themselves that's what God promises will not come back void. And as you said, your, your, your kids weren't into it. I, there were many times when I would do family devotions with my kids and I'm thinking, are they getting anything out of this? You know? right. and, and then it's the thing that comes up, you know, when they're 22 years old and having doubts about their faith in college because their professor and their friends are, 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 you know, trying to poke holes in their faith. And they're like, but, but you said this and I remember this. And, and then, and it just opens up communication and talking because the questions about your faith aren't a bad thing. In fact, questions are good. Questions show, you know, you want to learn, you want to find answers to those questions. So encouraging your kids to ask questions and dig in is so important as a parent and to do it, you know, on the young side, start, you know, whenever they eight years old, 10 years old, whenever they start asking those questions to sort of walk with them through it, because you won't have the answers, right? Kids ask, some hard questions and, and very honest questions. And, and as a parent, you have to be able to go, wow, you know, I, I, I can't totally explain that, but, but let's talk it out. Let's, let's, uh, let's look for some books. Let's, let's talk to our pastor. Let's talk to some other experts, some people that we respect who have walked through that. And, and let's find some answers together because the answers are out there. God's truth is out there. You just have to keep seeking it and, and, and looking for it. And, and you will find it like the Bible says. I love that so much. And I, and I love that you can say, well, I don't know. Let's go see if we can find it out. Let's pull out this Bible. Let's read. What does Revelation mean? I, I don't know if we'll have the answers, but let's read it together. And yep. I think that helps so much. And, you know, I love when you talked about, you know, when they're eight and nine and 10, when they start answer those, asking those questions to be diligent and don't think, well, they're just too young and this is too over their head because kids can take in so much more than we think. And I know um, that there's statistics out there and then you could probably go into this more about when kids grasp faith and understand God and you know accept him and have a relationship with him at a younger age it really impacts the rest of their lives oh yeah um I just there are a lot of stats on that and of course you know just kids have that openness I mean Jesus talked about having the faith like a child like kids can just they, they, they can see the truth and accepted at a young age. My wife said, you know, she was five when she prayed to accept Christ. And, you know, her family was like, are you sure? Are you sure? You know, they, at different times they check in. She's like, nope, definitely got it. You know, I understand it. And she did. I mean, she, she had that relationship with her heavenly father from a very young age and it's continued to impact her. And I think she had a, a closer relationship because she understood God as father at a young age. Her, her father died when she was, when she was young and she looked because she had the relationship with Christ, she was able to look to God as her father just has had an amazing walk with the Lord over all these years. So yeah, they, they can grasp it. And, you know, kids are, I'm always amazed just being at Clubhouse and Club Junior, that the letters that we receive from kids are, uh, I remember this is going back probably about 15 years. I got a letter from a young girl 
And um, she gave me the top 10 reasons Clubhouse Magazine was boring. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and and uh, so, you know, she, and some of them were pretty good. She's like, you know, I, I know all the Bible stories you're sharing in there. I've, I've done this. You should have a different name. She had a lot of different things. So I took her, her letter and I put it in the magazine. And I said, okay, Clubhouse readers, what do you think? Is Clubhouse boring? What do you like? What would you like to see different? And I got about four, it was over 400 letters back from eight to 12 year old kids from around the world saying, yeah, I don't love this or this is different or, or I love Clubhouse. You know, there's all different answers. But, but there was a thread that, that was obvious throughout all these letters. And it was, we want to be challenged in our mm-hmm. faith. Don't give me that same Bible story uh, about Noah or Moses. We want to know about our faith. We want to dig into it. So we stopped at that point. We stopped doing retold Bible stories in Clubhouse Magazine. And uh, I created a section that's called Truth Pursuer. And again, it's encouraging kids to pursue God's truth. And we do a lot of the same story. What's funny is all these sections of the Bible were things that I've been doing in Clubhouse for 15 years. You know, we have biblical archaeology and we talk about untwisting scriptures, you know, parts of the Bible that, you know, maybe they seem the two verses that seem contradictory or verses that are taken out of context. Um, And just really digging into like, there's a section of the, of the devotional and the Bible called no questions, K N O W questions, questions you should know as a follower of Jesus. And we do that in the magazine. And we did it because this girl was so honest in writing us and saying, Hey, this is boring. I want more. I want to be challenged. And, uh, and kids love to step up to that challenge. Oh, that is so good. And I think I was actually just praying the other day. I think I was reading the first verse of Luke was talking about, you know, the, the, truth that has been passed on through generations. And I was thinking, I lived in, I live in the Bible Belt now. I grew up in California, lived in Montana for 15 years. I live in the Bible Belt. And sometimes I think like, I wish we could almost undo people just knowing these Bible stories as simple, like cool, like Daniel and the lion's den, like cool flannel graph or whatever color, (laughs) color sticker things, because they miss so much with their knowledge that really isn't knowledge of the Bible. Um, and I think, you know, I love that it's going deeper because I, I think there's so many people, especially in the Bible Belt, that are like, oh, yeah, I could tell you this Bible story or that Bible story, but that's all they know. They just, they have never taken it deeper. They've never examined the Bible for themselves. They um, don't really live it out with their lives because they're just hanging on that they know all these Bible stories that they were taught going to, to Sunday school. And I love that, yes, kids want to know more. They want to go deeper. And when they do that, it applies to their lives instead of just this knowledge that really doesn't make an impact. Right. Sometimes those Bible stories, you know, kids expect God to maybe, or even adults, expect God to act the same way, right? Mm-hmm. If, if there's... Um, doubts or not sure where God wants to lead you. Oh, there he is in a burning bush telling you exactly what he wants you to do. Well, God doesn't speak that way to us so much anymore. He, he talks to us through his word. They didn't have the word of God back then. And, and now we do. So as we dig into the Bible, that's how we find out what God's will is for us or, or, you know, attending a church and, and really listening and seeking the Holy spirit and, and, uh, how he's guiding us. So yeah, and and sometimes when we pray, right, we feel like, boy, God is God even there? You know, yeah, I've been yeah. praying all these things. We get letters from kids. I've been praying these things, and I don't feel like God hears me because I'm not getting an answer. And uh, 
Sometimes that is the answer, right? God's giving you an answer and the answer is wait or the answer is no. And, and that's, that's a good answer. But in a lot of those Bible stories, there's an immediate answer. And, you know, so I think we, we have to know the Bible and know those stories, but we also have to see, you know, dig in more to the people's character yeah. in there and how God did act differently in different stories. Right. And he was, you know, with an immediate answer in one place, but, uh, you know, telling Elijah to wait in another place and, you know, it's just God, and God also looks at us as, in, as individuals. He knows us so intimately that he knows what's going to be best for us. And he answers in a way that can also guide us. But sometimes we just have to be patient, right? We just have to, to wait on the Lord and uh, and see what happens. That's so good. And what I love, what I keep hearing you say, is I got this letter from these kids and they talked about this. And so really it seems like, your, I, what I guess use the term ministry or connection with kids really has been built over the years of years of hearing their hearts and, and reading their letters. It's such a privilege to get those letters. It really, it's an honor. And, and kids have to write us physical letters because of uh, the Child Online Protection Act, right? So because of COPA, kids can't email us. Um, so we get physical letters from kids and we keep them all. I, we have massive file cabinets in our offices that focus on the family of, of the letters that kids send us and the questions they're asking and, and, uh, the, the things they're feeling. And then also just, you know, their, their comments about, you know, I re- this story really impacted me and, and changed my life. So it's just so cool to, to have those. And, um, you know, with, with COVID so many people haven't been able to go to the office, but, uh, my team, because we have all these file cabinets, and all these letters that we're constantly looking at and bringing into the magazine, We've been in the office the entire time because oh, wow. we can't take everything home with us. It's impossible. So there's a, you know, in a building that normally has 600, 650 people in it, you know, there's like, uh, you know, 10, but uh, <laughs> we're there and uh, continuing to, to, you know, interact with our readers and, and, and just see their hearts. Kids are amazing. Kids, uh, our readers never fail to amaze us just with what they can what what they can do for God. I, I love that you mentioned the story of Annie in the beginning of the Defend Your Faith devotional because right we we try to do those ordinary kids doing something extraordinary every single month in Clubhouse to have a different story of those kids and and kids to realize, hey, I can make an impact for Christ right now. I don't have to wait till I'm an adult. I don't have to wait till I'm a, a missionary or a pastor or anything else. I can go out and make a difference for Christ right now. And we get so many of those. And again, kids are just so inspiring. And it, it, it's just a real blessing and an honor to be in the position I am at Focus. Yeah. And really, I can see that, I mean, this journey has changed you, I guess, in the process of hearing from these kids. So I just love to hear more about that. How do you think um, you just view things differently now than when maybe you started writing for kids? Oh, boy. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny when when I first started writing, you know, you um, I started off at Focus on the Family answering letters for Dr. Dobson. That was uh, more than 27 years ago. I was in the correspondence department and I was on the youth team. So I got to answer letters that teenagers and kids would write in because, again, I always had a heart for youth and youth ministry. And and there was that opportunity to focus on the family. And then a position opened up at Breakaway Magazine, which is no longer being published, but it was for teen boys. Mm-hmm. And to write to them, and you know, again, I think I was probably 25 at the time, so I felt like a teen guy, and it was just really easy to communicate. And then uh, the the job as editor of Clubhouse and Club Junior opened up, and I thought, oh, this this will be this will be 
easy. (laughs) I was so naive. Um, And I just remember the first, one of the first stories I wrote and edited for the magazine, there was an assistant editor who had been there for a long time. And now I was, you know, her boss and I wrote a story and I sent it to her and I thought for sure she's just going to turn it around going, Oh, wonderful piece. Kids will love this. And three hours later, she calls me into her office and she goes, I don't think you know how to communicate to children. And so she sort of walks me through and I was like, wow, you are so right. You know? And so I had so much to learn uh, about how to communicate to children. And, uh, and again, over the last 25 years, that's definitely happened and I've grown in it, but you really just, you know, having a respect for kids, not talking down to kids, um, to be that sort of a trusted guide, because again, we're not their parents in the magazine or in the Defend Your Faith devotional or Bible, right? Parents are the parents. We're just there to be this sort of, you know, I, I guess like I said, a trusted guide, a, a person who's who's walked a little bit further along the road of Christ than they have, maybe gained a little more wisdom, a little bit more insight or knowledge, and, and just trying to share it in a way that they understand. So, uh, it really has been a journey and something that I still love every single day. After doing 25 years, I still say I haven't worked a day in my life. Uh, I just go into work and uh, get to talk about Jesus to children, which is just awesome. Yeah. And they can really tell um, if you're faking it or not. I mean, kids oh, yeah. will call you out. <laughs> they can totally tell. They totally do. Yeah. And it's it's been great because, again, just having such a, a passion for, for kids to learn more about God, you know, being involved at Awana at my church or uh, just Sunday school. Yeah, they I love being face to face with kids because like you said, they will just look you in the eye and just go, you know, now nah, you don't got it. You know, it's they, they know when somebody's being authentic with them. Yeah. And I think also they can um, learn more and know more than we ever expected. My kids were in Awana for years and years. I actually went to um, Kenya with Awana and got to go to some of the Awana groups there and, and seeing these kids. You know, I remember this one um, in, in this little group an orphanage inside the slums mm. the Kibera slums and there was like 300 kids and they had like two books wow. and these, but they knew scripture after scripture after scripture I'm like I have more school books in my you know homeschool room than probably most of the you know these schools in Kibera put together but they had a Bible and they knew the word of God and they would quote scripture after scripture and, and seeing my kids go to Awana and, and just work, you know, I'd work with them on memorizing scripture. I'm like, they can take in so much more than we ever think. And it's this level of, you know, being able to relate to them, but also not looking down at them and, and understanding that they can grasp so much more than we ever thought. They really can. And that's one thing that I really appreciated about Lifeway is they're like, challenge kids. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about the hard issues. We want to talk about when you doubt. We want to talk about, um, you know, difficult family situations or sometimes when, when God seems harsh, right. When, when there's judgment or, um, when bad things happen, right. Why, why would a good God allow bad things to happen? And, you know, cause kids are smart. They, they, they see it in the news. They, they talk to their friends. So they know the world isn't this perfect place. It, it's, it's a fallen world. Um, but they serve a good God so they can still have that hope. And, but you know, you, we want to equip them and, and have them, you know, try to provide some answers to some of those life's harder questions that they're asking at younger and younger ages. 
Yeah, so good. I cannot wait to start this with my kids. You know, we already had our homeschool curriculum figured out for the year, but I'm going to be sliding this in there because I'm so excited. I've, I have, a, you know, 10 through 17 all the way you know, at home now, but I think this is going to be a great, great resource. And I love, you know, and really each section has, um, you know, a, a story that's probably, you know, page and, and then there's a scripture and then defend your face. So this will take five minutes, um, you know, to read through, to talk through, but what a great foundation that they will have, you know, as, as you get to the end of the hundred devotions, they're going to have so much faith and um, joy in their salvation and confidence that I think it's really going to impact families. Oh, well, well, thanks. And it's, and I think what you said is exactly what we try to design it as is just to have it to be quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but also maybe those a little aha moment every now and then, because again, we, we know that this is going to be used by families like yourself who, you know, walked with their kids to their faith and taught them and taken them to church. So trying to provide some different things like, Oh, wow. I never thought about that. Or, or I didn't know that little piece from history or, wow, that guy lived a really amazing life and I never knew about him before. And to sort of have those sort of aha moments and, and little stories, like you said, that capture their attention, um, because it's sort of, you know, that, that's probably the biggest question I get at Clubhouse is kids going, how can, how can Bible reading be more fun, right? Mm-hmm. I read the Bible and I think it's boring. You know, what, what can, how, how can the Bible be more fun? And, and I think this devotional really, the, the purpose of it was try to make the Bible come to life yeah. with the story. And then, like you said, having a verse and an application that kids can apply to their lives right away. Oh, I love it. So, um, Jesse, as we're wrapping this up, um, I would just love just to hear your encouragement, maybe to parents out there that think, well, I don't have time and, you know, we have busy lives. I don't know if I could fit this in. What encouragement would you have for parents to, you know, consider this devotional or Bible reading or anything else that would um, help encourage their kids' faith? I think you said it earlier, just just to do it, just to be involved. And it doesn't have to take a long time and you don't have to have all the answers. And I think that's the biggest thing we've over my years of focus on the family, we've done all these surveys with parents, you know, every two to three years. And, and what's funny is the, the number one thing parents look to uh, for focus on the family is they need help discipling the, their children, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be able to pass on their faith to their kids and whether they don't have, they don't feel like they have time or they're not equipped with the knowledge, they, they need those tools. So I would just encourage parents, just, just do it, just pick it up. You know, don't feel like you have to be the expert, uh, walk through the stories with your kids, you know, five minutes a day and, and, uh, encourage some Bible reading on the side, but you know, it's just, have fun with it. Um, I do a, a podcast with a Christian comedian, Bob Smiley, who's just hilarious. He's been writing for Clubhouse for 15 years, The Adventures of Average Boy. And we started doing an Average Boy podcast last year where we talk about the importance of reading the Bible or witnessing or what is salvation, um, how to get along with your siblings, all these different topics. And uh, it's at averageboy.org. But again, it's just another way for parents and kids to interact with God's word and their faith. And these are just fun little short 10 minute podcasts with a lot of jokes, but we also talk about serious things. And that's, that's what I think the the devotional does so well too, is it's fun, but we're also talking about serious things Mm -hmm. and and we want to bring the parents and the kids together uh, to grow in their faith. I love that. Okay. So as you were talking, I'm like, okay, look up Average Boy Podcast. And then you you gave us the address, averageboy.org. Is that right? Averageboy.org. Yep. There's, um, 
39 podcasts already. We're, we're working on season four, so there's going to be more coming out uh, starting December 19th. And uh, there's actually parents discussion questions for the first 13 episodes. You can actually use the Average Boy podcast as a family devotional and have the questions right there for you. Uh, so it's, it's just another great resource, again, to help families grow together in their faith. Awesome. So we have the Defend Your Faith devotions. Um, we have the Average Boy podcast, Clubhouse magazine. We're going to have all the links um, in the show notes. But in general, where can people go to find resources like this? Yeah, I think um, so for the Defend Your Faith Bible, you just go to Defend Your Faith Devo. You can find it right there. Uh, it's sold on Amazon, the Bible and the devotional. And then, of course, just going to focus on the family. You can go to clubhousemagazine.com to find out more about Clubhouse. Uh, but, yeah, I just really uh, appreciate you um, pointing to all these different resources because, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it's been a passion. And we just we really want to see kids – Build that foundation before they leave the home. Because, mm-hmm. And once they get out into the real world, it's it's not always a Christian friendly place. And so, the absolutely, more, yeah, the more they can understand their faith, the better. Yeah. And I'll just end in this. And I think one of the things as a mom of adult kids, you know, I always thought, okay, I need to prepare them, you know, to, to live good lives, but a lot of hard things happen to them, you know, as they go, whether it's job losses or marriage struggles and this faith will impact every part of their life. So thank you for what you do and for all the resources as a mom of 10 kids. I know I appreciate it. And also just thank you for being here today. Oh, it was an honor. Thank you so much, Tricia. I hope you were encouraged by our talk with Jesse today. I love some of the things that he said, especially that, you know, there is a reason why Jesus says that we need to have faith like a child. And I think it's important for us not to miss this opportunity to really teach our kids about that big word, apologetics, and really grow their faith even at a young age. And I love that Jesse has made it easy through the Defend Your Faith Bible and the Defend Your Faith devotional. And I think this is a perfect book to either to give as a gift or to use in the new year. Just think about it every day or every couple of days, just pulling out the devotional and going over these different stories, these different scientific facts, all these wonderful things that can help kids grow their faith. And I know I'm excited to do it with my kids. And I've put some under the Christmas tree for family members. But I know that sharing our faith is one of the most important things we can do. Now, today's Walk It Out verse is 2 Timothy 2.4. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And when we take that verse apart, there's some important things we need to be prepared. We need to be prepared when our kids ask us questions and that preparation could just even be having these types of resources in our hands or on our bookshelves. We need to be able to encourage our kids with patience and careful instructions. It's not just one conversation in the course of their growing up years, but really this daily diligence of really speaking to our kids' hearts. And I love Jesse's encouragement, and I am so inspired to just be more diligent about working with my own kids. So let me pray for us. 
Um, dear God, first of all, thank you so much for Jesse. Thank you for all that he's doing to equip families, to help families, and to help kids understand faith in a way they can grasp. I pray that you'll be with him and be with his ministry. I also pray, dear Lord, that you'll be with every listener, that um, you will just help us and encourage us as we just teach our kids and guide our kids. I pray that we will be diligent. And even though it does take a little bit of planning and a little bit of work, that we will not fall short in doing this. And I pray for every child represented by the listeners, Lord, whether it's a friend, a neighbor, a child, a grandchild. I pray for these kids and I pray that their faith may grow. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, thank you so much for tuning in to Walk It Out. This season is almost done. We're wrapping it up. But I am so thankful that you have been on this journey with me. I am blessed and encouraged every week as I talk to amazing people. And just thank you for being a part of that. If you enjoy Walk It Out, um, just send me a note. You can always send it over to hello at trishagoyer.com. Tell me about your favorite podcast and share who you would like to see next year. I pray, friend, that you will be blessed. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.